Pickaxe. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, London. Hello, world. It's one life left. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to One Life Left Series 7. We are a show about video games. I am Steve Curran. I'm Anne She's very, very, very quiet. I'm we may need an engineer. We may need to mix things up. Uh, because we've had a we've had a um, a band setting up in the studio before us at Resonance FM, they will be coming on immediately after us. But in the meantime, we're going to play a little bit of music uh, while we sort out this. This is Press Play by Zachary Wilson. to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. Everything is normal. I'm totally puffed out. <laughs> Welcome to Resonance FM's video game show. After that strange introduction, I'll introduce myself again. I'm Steve Curran. I'm Anne Scampery. We've just had a slightly panicked beginning to episode 7 of One Life Left, but other than that, it's going to be a show completely as normal, except without one of us. Is that... I think that's fine. I think it's going to I think fine. it's going to work out perfectly, just as the introduction has. Over the next hour, we're going to be talking about video games, because that's what we do. We're going to be talking about um, new video games, old video games, video games that are somewhere in between. Middle-aged video games. Those are the ones. We've got features coming up, features from Derek. Mm-hmm. Derek Williams doing his free market economy. That's his chart roundup. We have a feature from... Uh, our junior video game designer. Oh, she back. She is back. She is good. She is good. She's going to make an action adventure this week. And we also have a feature mm-hmm. from the Do You Inverts. Brilliant. Not a, not a song. No. It's their austerity pleasures. I like it when they talk as well. Cheap gaming. But it's not just us in the studio this week. No. Thankfully. Because otherwise... This could get a bit awkward. We might get a bit bored of each yeah. other. We have Jane Douglas. Hey. Jane, Hello. welcome to the show. Sorry about that. That's all right. That was exciting. It's really awkward, isn't it? Yeah. It's fine. It can only get better from here, right? It can only go... Does it usually? No. Mm. No. If you want to email into the show at some point, yep. you can email by... 
emailing team at onelifeleft.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at onelifeleft. And usually we'd be doing a Google Hangout. We're not this week because Simon is our technical manager mm, and has the laptop. Yep, he does have the laptop. Uh, instead, uh, Jane's going to be entertaining you. Excellent. So, Jane, uh, yeah. what, what do you bring to the team uh, oh. that Simon so, that, that replaces Google Hangout? How are you uh, socially involving our listeners? This is much like an interview. Maybe like a could, job interview. Maybe rather. you could ask a question to right. the listeners that we could get a really good response to, and then it'd be a bit like call and response, yes. a bit modern, a bit involving. And then we could work out how to monetize that. Just ask people to pay. Do you have any questions? Any things that have been any things that have been on your mind over the last week to do with video games? Oh god! Sorry to spring this on you. Oh man! You I could mean, told me five minutes. I tell ago. you what. Uh, well, it could have done was wrestling with the band <laughs> who true. are in the studio. And then our mics. Now we're here. Okay. I tell you what. You have the uh, you have to listen. Uh, okay. Wait, not the listen. You have the n- <laughs> you have the news. Uh, you you have the news to think about that, and we mm. will all listen. Uh, Tans news and maybe comments as well. We'll see how it goes. Is it good this weekend? No, it's rubbish. Okay. On Monday, the 8th of August, I'm Anne Scantlebury, and this is the news. Despite earlier reports, Sony has confirmed the PlayStation Vita will be on sale in Europe, the US, and some Asian territories early next year, with Japan, Hong Kong, and Taiwan getting it by the end of 2011. A price point has yet to be announced, but Sony boss Kaz Hirai told MSN Money that the company won't follow Nintendo and cut the price after launch. You can expect more details to emerge up until launch, including whether Sony will be will enable Vita as a controller for the PS3. One Life Left would be most pleased if it was revealed that portable karaoke machine was a key functionality. Uh, karaoke, of yep. course, apparently one of the inspirations behind the Wii U, not mentioned in that news story. No. You don't rate Nintendo's chances, do you, Anne, going forward? Um, maybe wait until the next news story? Okay. Jane, have you played on a Vita yet? I have. Did you enjoy it? I have, I did. It was uh, the Vita Uncharted game. Is that the, is, that, is this the future of video games, mm. the Vita? I don't know. Is it the future of handheld video games? It might be. Is a it good part of gap? the future? It is part of the it's future. Definitely part. We can <laughs> say that exclusive. Uh, what was what was your favourite thing about Vita? Um, the uh, what do they call it? The reach around. <laughs> <laughs> a pad on the back. There were people calling it the reach around. I can't really? remember what Sony called really? it. But uh, the touchpad on the back is as a, interesting. As a developer, uh, yeah. I also thought that was quite interesting, mm-hmm. but I've seen very few interesting uses of it thus far. Absolutely. It seems like um, other developers have struggled with that as well and have more been trying to shoehorn it in there. Indeed, uh, I've heard tales, insider tales, mm-hmm. from Sony that they internally have struggled with as well. So but why seems- did they think it up? But they just like this looks like it will be excellent. Well, we have no idea what to do with it. Where else can we put a touchpad on? Yeah. Well, again, my insider tells me that one of the reasons is, and it's pretty obvious, is to differentiate it from other things on the market, right? Because if they just put out a handheld handheld that's just like the PSP, uh, yeah, got an Mm. got an iPod. What do I need? But if you've got something you can touch on the back or reach around, Mm. all kinds of possibilities open up. Only none of us have quite worked out what that was. Just put a big clock on the back. No, none of the others have got a big clock on the back. That's useful. And <laughs> it, it marks you out as being different. What else could you put on the back? Um, you could put, um, like, a giant speaker on the back. So, like I say, it could open up a speaker slash microphone, so it could open up into a giant, um, well, giant slash mini uh, portable karaoke machine. I think that would be a good idea. Air freshener. Air freshener. We all need air freshener. That's true. Maybe just like a pocket. Put a pocket on the back. And then inside the pocket you could put another one. No. Yes. Whoa, that's messed up. Uh, what else did... Uh, so, did Kazurai say he wasn't going to slash the price of the thing right after launch? Yeah, he's like, we've made it affordable. Uh, we've packed loads of stuff in there. We don't need to cut prices. That's not a surprise, though, is it, Jane? That they're, they're saying they're not going to. to yeah, surprisingly. It. it would be a hold surprise. On for six months and you might get a bargain. It would be a surprise Kazakai. if they said, yeah, yeah. Guys, we guys, think do we've not overpriced buy. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest Pro with you. Pro tip. Yeah. 
Nintendo are worried that the 3DS price cut will put people off buying the Wii U at launch. Frowny-faced Nintendo boss Satoru Iwata told investors, With regard to the influence on the Wii U, we, what we have to take most seriously is that the price markdown could damage the trust of the consumers who bought the Nintendo 3DS just after launch. If we've learned anything from our team-building sessions, it's that to regain consumers' trust, Nintendo will have to get them all to stand on a table and fall backwards into their arms and not drop them, causing severe head injuries. Ah, the Wii U. So you do have confidence in Wii U. It has major news. I have confidence that it will exist. Will it, is that the future of video games, Jane? It's part of the future of is video it? games. Oh, interesting. interesting. We are building a jigsaw today. <laughs> <laughs> we are. What does the what is the jigsaw of? Um, many uh, like the outside pieces of like the well, easy, Vita right? and like the Wii U, yeah. and in the middle you can put those is in first. the corner pieces. First. Yeah, they're just the corner pieces. And then in the middle of this jigsaw is us. Us. Yes. So we're, we're the, the future. future of video games. Excellent, you heard it here first. Yeah. Uh, you played on a Wii U at E3, I assume, I did, as well. The, uh, tech demos. the tech demos. The tech demos. I sure did. Well, did they were all them? tech demos. Yeah. Uh, the, um, what do they call it? The pirate rhythm action game. Okay. Shield, shield pose. Right. Was it. Okay, that was did you enjoy that? Yes, it was interesting. I like the augmented reality stuff they're doing with it. Fi- I find that sh- uh, the, the, the shield pose thing um, dissonant. Dissonant. I like that word, so. dissonant. I don't know, I find looking at two screens really, really difficult because I only have one set of eyes, and though I have two eyes, they don't move independently. And so I was trying to work out which one I'm trying to look at at one time. This and then... is interesting. Mm. You know that I have eyes that look in different directions, <gasps> and I've had so much trouble with 3D because they need to be looking in exactly the same direction all the time. This is where I win! This is it. They're yeah. developing... Thanks, they're developing video games for the next wave of humans. Yeah. The evolution. Yeah, I'm part of the I'm part of the evolution and our eyes move independently <laughs> from each other. So yeah, I did I didn't really enjoy that um mm. very much. I thought it was very, very rough. In fact I thought all the demos were rough. I did enjoy the um the is it called Chase Me? Yes, the tag game. Mm. I think it's called Chase Me. Chase Me. Um I enjoyed that partially because I had four Nintendo girls chasing after me and nah. screaming and giggling. And obviously they'd been paid to scream and giggle and chase me in enthusiasm. And it, but it was quite good, but it was exactly the same as um, the Pac-Man game that came out on the Game Boy Advance right. a few years ago, was so it? I'm not sure about that. And the other one was the um, Wii Shoot, is that right? With the UFO and shooting yeah, on the ground? Yeah, there was a shooting one and uh, they had a Zelda tech demo did you play? Also. Did you play that? The no, Wii, no, it was just Pirates. It was just the Pirate Shield mm. pose game. Yeah, Wii Shoot was, again, I found it really hard to control. This isn't the Wii U section. Sorry, I've forgotten what the news story was. They're, they're worried uh, people aren't going to buy it. They're worried about it. Do you think people worried. are going to buy it? So worried. Mm. How long are people's memories? Good question. How long are people's memories, Anne? Sorry, what was the question? Gears uh. of War 3 developer Epic is red mad at people who have shared a leaked video of the game online. The company has promised repercussions. Executive producer Rod Ferguson told Edge, we're extremely diligent about getting that stuff taken down and issue a call to fans not to perpetuate it and just keeping track of those who do. Epic hasn't let on what the repercussions are going to be, but rumour has it they'll include going to bed without any dinner and being grounded for upwards of a week. Ooh, is that comment on the sort of mentality of the people who play Gears of War? Yes! Let's say yes, although, no, not really Mark Rain, because we're big fans oh, of no, Mark Rain. we are big we're fans. Big fans of Mark Rain. You've even got a nickname for him, don't you? Yeah, Rainy. Rainy. It's clever, because his name's Rain and you add Y on. Mm. Yeah. Big Gears of War fan, Jane? Mm, no, uh, not especially. It's all right, you don't it's have got to be. It's qualities, yeah. I think it's terrible. I don't really, Rainy. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's a game where you shoot things, you play men. That's totally men. fine. It's for a different audience, it's yeah. not for me. You're not a man. Exactly. Be weird if I was. Yeah, it would. Be weird if all games were made for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that. I mean, I guess leaks are very, very annoying for people like that who try and orchestrate a big. It's like being seen before you've got fully ready, isn't it? You're going to make it your is. appearance, and then you see a man at the window, face pressed against the glass, and you want to tell him no. But at the you same wanna... time, <laughs> at the same time, part of you likes it, right? Yeah, because then people care. At least he cares. At least he cares enough to get up to your window. Would right. you peer, peer through the glass at Gears of War? Would you press your face against the the glass to get a glimpse of those men half dressed? I think for Gears of War, it's better than having people not wanting to uh, press up against the glass at all, right? If they were just walking by. Is this still a metaphor? Yes. Let's say yes. 
If Halo goes kaplunk, the Xbox 360 won't be far behind. That's according to Microsoft Game Studios boss man Phil Spencer. Speaking to official Xbox magazine, he credited the franchise along with other AAA first-party titles with crafting and shaping the evolution of the platform, going as far as to say, if we lose our way with Halo, we lose our way with Xbox. Next week, poor 3DS sales responsible for America's credit rating downgrade. I'm sure there are pop songs about this, right? You've got to look after the... You can't lose sight of the one you really care about, right? Yeah. What, uh, what are they? Oh. This sounds like one for one line left at Nottingham. It is. It's the sort of song we could sing. Because yeah. that's what Microsoft are saying, right? They're saying, listen, Halo, I know that in all these other games and Connect and stuff like that, you might think that we've forgotten about you, but we haven't. You and me, Halo, tight since old times. Bros. Bros. And lovers. Really? Bros and lovers? A bit. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's the title of the romantic novel I'm working on. <laughs> bros, and, bros, bros and lovers. Uh, Halo, it's been in decline, has it, for a while? Mm, I don't know about that. Isn't it on, on the up again? I Wouldn't don't know. It in resurgence? I haven't played it since Halo 3. Oh, well. It's so I don't know what I'm talking about. Then. As listeners to the show will <laughs> be far aware, uh, well aware. So it's back on the way up, is it? Yeah, is that right? Like Reach. They even liked ODST a little bit, uh, so it's doing see. all right. A little bit. And, and so now Microsoft are saying, you know... You like this a little bit, you'll like the next one a lot. Almost like they want to sell a video game somewhere in there. Could be, could Wait be. Wait a second. Bungie have left Halo, haven't they? Yes. Is this part of this? They're trying to get the hype up. Even they're saying Bungie have gone away, they're saying. So they're saying they're going back to their roots and they're, uh, they're remembering their Halo past, but even, even without Bungie. That's true. Isn't the new, the, the new old Halo coming out soon? Is it out? The, no, it's not out. Halo Anniversary. Ah, okay. Yes. okay. Is that going to be good? Um, I haven't actually... Maybe I should listen to a video game it. podcast Sorry. and find out. <laughs> I just keep thinking of Backstreet Boys. And finally, Maroon 5's Adam Levine is the latest to go wow, wow, wow and sue Activision for allowing his avatar to sing other people's songs in Band Hero. This follows previous discontent from No Doubt for the same game and Courtney Love on behalf of dead Kurt Cobain for Guitar Hero 5. One Life Left will be wearing Take That masks through our karaoke set in hope of a similar lawsuit. At least one of us would love to get Gary in our dock. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, thanks. Um, I cared more when Courtney Love was going crazy about this. Yeah, I just think that if um, that Maroon 5 guy is going to be doing it, it's probably it's going to be a bit middle of the road. Really boring. He's going to keep going, oh, oh. but it's really not fair. Uh, whereas Courtney Love's a bit crazy. She's mental. I mean, she seems a bit crazy. She's meant. She seems a bit mental. Is that libel? Slander? You know, she's probably she's not. not she's definitely not mental. mental. She's allegedly Our mental. Our says she's mental. Either way, she's interesting. Adam Levine, not so much. No. no. Um, I don't know whether I have an interesting question. I was thinking about maybe if you could put your avatar in another video game, would you see? I think part was of... it really holding together? Part of his problem with it, I think, was that girls could... He, he could be made to sound like a girl, so female right. vocals come out of his little mouth. Does anyone do this, though? Does anyone... Like, I thought the appeal with um, Band Hero and, and Rock Band and those sort of things was to put yourself in the game, to sort of feel like you're there singing, not to be Kurt Cobain singing the Macarena, although actually, <laughs> in, in like retrospect... Awesome. You can ignore that. Thanks, Anne. One Life Left Video Game News with Anne Scamferberry.
listening to Resonance 104.4 FM. This is One Life Left, a radio show about video games. I'm Steve Curran. I'm Anne Scantlebury. And we're joined by Jane Douglas. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely a pleasure. No Simon Barron this week. In the background, you can hear, not Simon Barron, but Demon Hatfield. This is Tokyo Game Show, suggested by Dr. Avatar, who isn't with us this week either. No, but he's here with his song Choices. That's true. He remains part of the team. If you were listening very, very carefully to Anne's news, as you should have been, you might have heard something in the background. Wah, wah, wah. Sirens. No, wait, sirens don't go wah, wah, wah. That was me. Woo, woo. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Woo, woo. That's the sound of the police. Yeah. And that's because, uh, why is that, Anne? Uh, There's riots, etc. in London at the minute. You don't sound very interested in the riots. I will be when they're up in my grill. Yeah. And um, they, are, they are moving east, aren't they, they at the are, moment? You live in the east, I live in the west. Yeah, we're going to have a little... Um... So whichever way the riots go, we're in trouble. There are London... London is burning right now. Uh, and Jane brought us some exciting news about that, didn't you? I do. I, I have the uh, the front page of the Evening Standard here, which has gone out. And uh, the headline is Lawless London. And the subhead is uh, children as young as ten inspired by video game Among the Looters. Really? Well, this comes as something of a surprise to me that uh, journalism has blamed video games for another act of violence. And Simon Simon and I have argued about about this on the show, haven't we? Even uh, even last week, Simon believes that video games aren't to blame for anything, and I believe they're to blame for everything. So today I've got a slightly more balanced view. Yeah. So I think what we can say is that it seems a bit ridiculous out of all of the causes for the riot to look at video games. Yeah. There seems to be some more um, more crucial ones. Just hear a bit of the riot going on outside the studio now. Actually. Fingers crossed. They're on the doorstep. <laughs> but um, but you know um, if it isn't GTA that's responsible. Oh yeah. So we haven't said they they sorry they yeah. blame it on the GTA. So this is in the Evening Standard this evening, and they go on to blame it on GTA. Yeah, sorry. So, so yes. that these ten year olds, firstly, ten year olds shouldn't be playing GTA. And indeed, Quite. Jane Jane had thought of her question for the listeners, yes. hadn't she? Which was right. Well, there's no looting or rioting in Grand Theft Auto. So which game should we alternatively be demonising for the rioting in London? Hmm. It's interesting because there are a lot of video games. There are, but not many that involve rioting but maybe it isn't maybe it's virtual tennis yeah. i'm not saying it is it probably probably isn't almost certainly isn't virtual that tennis. would be the best headline for the evening standard virtual tennis virtual responsible tennis. for london riots yeah could be kirby could be kirby's always e- eating, eating things and and spitting them out yeah bet there was some spitting at the riots i reckon there probably was anything else is there any like any other um, video games? Any like DS games Connect where you have games. to do shopping? Connect right, you use games. Your arms in them and always you use your flailing. Riot. Yeah. Yeah. And so, if you've got any suggestions for uh, for games that the uh, media can blame for the London riots, which are happening right now, yes. And if you listen carefully. No. <laughs> if you listen carefully, you might be able to hear them in the background during the show. If you've got any suggestions, then please email us. Team at onelifeleft.com. Or tweet at us. At One Life Left. And we will read out your suggestions on the show. In the meantime, while you have a think about that, let's all listen to Derek Williams. I've decided this week to only look at hardware sales, just because I'm sick of the chart being full of games that aren't currently available, and Zumper Fitness refusing to budge from the number one spot. Anyway, at number five, Xbox 360 wireless controller in black. Black is the new black. Well, you've got to have your controller match your console, right? And all 360s come in the same boring black colour these days, thus it is the logical choice. Unless you're tight like me and go for whatever option is cheapest, unless it's a rubbish third-party controller. At number four, Wii console. Now you don't need to go and buy one, you've already got one. You put it in the understairs cupboard about a month after getting it because you got bored of Wii Sports. Go have a look, there's a load of other games available for it, you know. Like Zumba Fitness, My Fitness Coach, EA Sports Active. EA Sports Active 2, Wii Fit. Speaking of which, Wii Fit Balance Board. Is it hardware? Is it a game? I feel like excluding it from both. I hate it anyway for starting this boring fitness game boom. One day the bubble will burst and Zumba Fitness will no longer be a number one game. I may not be alive by then, but I'm sure it will happen. Xbox 360 headset at number two. It's nice and cheap and essential for your playing online. Well, reasonably so. Unless you'd rather do balancing out with the USB keyboard and the controller, much like I used to do on Fantasy Star on the Dreamcast. 
What a beautiful game that was. Not many online games allow you to have a method of communicating with people who don't speak the same language as you. I racked up some unfortunately large phone bills due to that game. It was worth it though. And at number one, the PS3 controller. DualShock 3 variety. Much more popular than the 360 controller, but why? There's more 360 owners out there, so surely they must need more pads. But this could possibly show that PS3 pads break down more often. Considering they have some motion sensing in them, it's possible that's caused a breakdown requiring replacement. Or PS3 owners are idiots who break their pads more. Who knows? I'm Derek Williams, and as a test to see if the One Life Left team are listening and paying attention, which they don't seem to do in my free market economy, I'm going to take the opportunity to call them all nincompoops. Derek. letters section there are glitches in the system today Anne. the system is rioting I know. against itself let's uh let's not tell simon no it's been so smooth the rest of the season yes he goes away and all falls to pieces it's the letters section we've had lots of letters this week thank again you. thank you so much we won't be able to read them all out on the show but we do read them all personally at we do home, you, you, you put on your reading glasses I don't do. you For my wandering eyes <laughs> <laughs> uh we had a theme Last week, yeah, we did. And the theme, which was uh, achievements, good thing or bad thing. A quick show of hands. Who thinks they're a good thing? Who thinks they're a bad thing? It's a split decision. Yeah. Uh, show of hands doesn't really work on the radio, Not does so it? Much. Not so much. I have to remember that for next Take week. Take a guess. Who knows okay. which way? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it does work. It's interactive. <laughs> Uh, dear One Life Left team, minus Simon plus super special guest, writes Nick Chaffee. I can't think of a good intro to this letter, so I'll jump right in. Achievements for me can act as an incentive to continue playing past the end point of a game I enjoy. Within reason. Yeah. I'm more than happy to ace every case in L.A. Noir, but draw the, draw the line at finding and driving every car. They can also be a good indicator that game I'm playing has, has hidden depths. I play through Nier four times just to see every ending, each more beautifully depressing than the last. There was a time when I bent or... Uh, when I bent? When I buy or rent. It's a combination. Yeah. It's fine. It's good. When I bent a game sorely for just getting an easier thousand points, but that was back when I cared about my game of score. Nowadays, it's not about the numbers, but about the memories. Oh, that's good. My achievement list shows in fine detail who I am as a gamer. Not just the games I've played, but the things I've done. I've killed Buffalo to extinction. I've punched a horse in the face. <laughs> there we go. Uh, that's what Nick says, and I think that's a good argument. Anne, you have another letter from our uh, yeah, library. Yeah, see Anne and quietly organised some replacement auditionee. Well up for a charity single, and to get all of the achievements associated with it, I'd start at the 10 OLLs Chivo, review the single on iTunes. But... I'm not sure how I'd get the 100 OLL points by reviewing it correctly. iTunes reviews are, bracket, some bug surely, bracket, calculated out of five stars. So even if I got my mathematician mate to assist with the calculations, I'd have to try and review it as a glowing 3.5 stars out of five. But Apple don't do half stars, so I'm well confused. 
sounds like a game-breaking bug before you've even put Warble to Sonnet. Uh, you may have to disable reviews on the song, and we all know how that would look. Although that does sound like the sort of dodgy shenanigans that Byro Man would get up to. It does Who's that bit. from? That's from Paul. Yeah, Paul uh, Paul obviously worried about what he can rate yeah. One Life Left on the iStore, uh, Apple Store. I would encourage everyone to go and rate us 5 out of 5, because that is actually what 7 out of 10 translates to in Unle- unless Apple's it means- rating system. None out of five. But it doesn't. It means five out of five. Oh, yeah, it means... Don't confuse. Yeah, oh, yeah, give, oh, no, but always give us five it out of five. Sounds like he's in favour of achievements. That was yeah, uh, lending I him to, so. to support our Christmas single. And creative ways to, in... to get achievements. Jane, you have our third letter on that subject, don't you? I do. Broken Key says, Having been late to the Xbox party, the realisation that A, I don't have much time to play games, B, I only really have... I only really play one game very much and see I'm rubbish at FPS on a pad meant I've not really been that bothered about earning achievement points until that is my child started asking for games for birthday presents and it clicked that I could have the little darling farm achievement points for me by using my profile sure he should be reading doing his homework or even getting a good night's sleep but he's only seven there'll be plenty of time for that probably love the show I see farming out your achievement points to uh Outsourcing, yeah. basically. Outsourcing, so that's you, fine. You can outsource, outsource all manner of things, like you can get a, a virtual PA. I wonder if you could get a virtual uh, achievement earner. We also had a letter on special editions from Kaiji Ikari. Uh, we asked last week about what makes you buy a game. You know, we were talking about um, special, special editions on video games. And yeah. Kaiji writes... Hey, One Life Left, the only special editions I'd be interested in are games where you can play as One Life Left characters via downloadable content. For example, if you could play Trauma Center as Dr. Avatar, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World as Craig the Rage, or Game Dev Story as Steve. Uh, Kaiju would gladly pretend to enjoy an alum- aluminium t- tin with rubbish concept art for £10 more, as long as they get their One Life Left characters. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, if you want to put, um, if you want to put One Life Left in a video game, just get in touch. We'll license it, license us out. Very reasonable yeah. rates. Uh, zero pounds. Zero pounds. I think, I think that's for free. Much you can just do it. Just put, please. Don't put us in a game. No, put us in any compromising positions. Anything. Anything. We don't care, honestly, at this point. Um, so we do have a letters theme for next week. Thank you again for all of your letters. Yeah. We have a letters theme for next week, and I decided that it'd be really, really interesting. Uh, I don't know if you guys have thought. Often, I think, as people who play video games, we find ourselves in a situation where it's uh, we want to explain to other people why you should play video games. And they say, OK, what should I play then? Yeah. That's a hard question to answer because most of them don't have consoles or whatever. They just want an introduction to video games. What game do you tell these people to play? What day game do you tell people who don't play video games to play so they'll understand why you play video games? What do, you, what do you tell people, Anne? Uh, obviously, I always just tell them things, so I'll take that. All of the time. Obviously. Jane? Uh, so this is if they don't have any consoles of their own? If so they don't have any like consoles... on the PC? If or they are you going to lend them hardware? If they don't even know what a game is? Oh, if they're man. confused? Okay. Where do you start? Where to begin, even? Um, where to begin? Come back to me. You okay. go first. Okay. Um, I think I always say... Uh, well, I'm always being a bit poncy about it, and often I'll point them at an indie art game, and I'm like, oh, well, you should, should try something that challenges your conceptions of what games are. So try Passage or something. Don't, you don't and th- get them crying! And then I roll my eyes at myself and push yeah. myself over, graze my knees. Just tell them to play Dance upset. Dance Revolution. Yeah, Dance Dance Revolution. If I, you know, and then there are other things like Ico and Rez. You talk about that, you know they'll never play them. So you can make stuff up about them. <laughs> oh yes, Rez is inspired by Kandinsky. Oh yes, every screenshot looks like a painting by Kandinsky. Don't know if you've heard of Kandinsky. He's an artist. He draws. I like Kandinsky, I like art. I would not be friends with you if that's what you said. I wouldn't be like. friends with me. Anyway, you have a think All about right. that, Jane. Uh, we will play a piece... Actually, we won't play a piece of music. We'll play Austerity Pleasures. Before that, we should tell people how to get in touch with us. Yeah. You can do that by emailing... Team at onelifeleft.com Or you can tweet at us if you've got a short answer to that. At One Life Left. Uh, you can even follow us on Facebook. I mean, this is not really the time or the place to talk about that. We've got loads of social media outlets. It's fine. We do everything. You can find us everywhere. We are a radio show about video games. And this is Austerity Pleasures. I was born in Aberystwyth, a small town on the coast in West Wales. There's not a lot in Aberystwyth. I think we once had the world's largest camera obscura, then a town in South Korea built a bigger one just to spite us. But one thing we did have that that town in South Korea couldn't take away from us was a genuine old-fashioned, fire-waiting-to-happen, honest-to-goodness pier with an honest-to-goodness arcade inside it. 
The pier was strictly off limits to me, as my parents were convinced it contained smokers, drug addicts and old men with suspicious puppy collections. But on the few occasions I snuck into the place, I was met with a wall of light and sound, of graphical and sonic finery my meagre Amstrad CPC 464 could never hope to match, because this was the era of the arcade conversion, of this finery crammed somehow onto your home computer by insanely clever people working at the limits of the technology of the time, which somehow always resulted in games as disappointing as the kebab in your hand compared to the one in the photo above the chip shop proprietor's head. As time passed, of course, the disparity between the arcade and home console vanished. Indeed, arcades all but vanished too, and all that was left for a generation of puppy-fearing youngsters like myself was the dull ache of nostalgia. But thankfully, just when we all began to think the golden era of playing substandard versions of games available on far more powerful platforms had gone, Nintendo saw fit to release the Wii. Zing! This week's austerity pleasure is a game that harks back to that golden age. Dead Rising, Chop Till You Drop, the Wii version of the popular Capcom zombie whackathon that originally appeared on the Xbox 360. The Wii port is appalling. Loading times are glacial and the game loads all the time. Leave a room, loading. Enter a room, loading. Open a door, loading. Rotate seven degrees to the left, loading. Beat the Wii repeatedly with a Wiimote out of sheer boredom, loading. The brilliant photography mechanic in the 360 version is removed and replaced with, well, nothing really. The savage zombie hordes in the 360 version are replaced with an occasional zombie coterie. Look it up, it's a word. The motion controls make no sense, with the control assignments obviously being worked out via some sort of random number generator. The save system is better than the 360 version, I'll give it that, but it's like giving a lollipop to a beach dolphin in terms of offsetting the negatives. It's nice to think back to an era where this was all entirely normal, where gaming disappointment at home is played out against a backdrop of mobile phones the size of house bricks, shoulder pads and Gordon Gecko telling us greed was good. These days, sometimes the warm glow of nostalgia is all we have, and that's why Dead Rising Chop till you drop is my austerity pleasure of the week. That was the Do You Inverts with their austerity pleasures. You're listening to Resonance 104.4 FM. We're one life left. We're a video game radio show. Jane. Yes. Uh, you've had a bit of time to think now. Yes. What is the game that you would introduce non gamers to? Okay, I think the thing you would have to do is tailor the recommendation to the person. It has to good. be accessible. Yeah. Has to be kind of kindly like generous yeah. you don't want something that's really really punishing so if they're into dance you give them dance central if they're yeah. into movies you give them uncharted i think you know they could get to grips with that it's you know you don't give them a shooter you don't give them something they're going to they're going to feel isn't isn't really meant for them yes right so, so a bit of a personal shopper you yes would become. you would have to be a personal shopper yeah. exactly we've had a, a few tweets about our earlier question we asked uh, what game we thought that the national mass, uh, media should blame the london riots on uh, Uppy17 says the Warriors for Xbox or PSP. Gangs rioting in the streets. There's also a fight in a toilet, which influenced Cheryl Cole, allegedly. Uh, Perpetual Mind says Condemned 2 has lots of crazy riot people. Charlie Miller says Breaking news We Game Zumba Fitness sells out at all London branches of Tesco, causing public riots. It's clever because Zumba's is very popular. Yeah. Uh, Derek. Derek Free Market Economy called us nincompoops earlier, so I'm not going to read out his tweets. <laughs> Stasis Jones. Uh, Stacey Jones asks us if they've been right, if we've been rioted off air, and also thanks to Zubair who expressed some concern because they heard the uh, heard the, the right. things in the background. We're holding And up finally, in FS Media, FS underscore Media says we can blame the riots on state of emergency on PS2. Ticks all the boxes. Yeah. So there we go. We've got an answer. The other thing is, we did actually just have a very very last minute letter as well. Oh really? Dear One Life Left. It would mean a lot to me to share a sad tale with you. It was 2004. I had been forced to take some medical leave from work due to increasing outbreaks of... symptoms. And, no longer having any friends to speak of, chose to spend my entire day wandering the floor of the Trocadero Centre, alternating grimly commercial cinema with shooting plastic guns at screens in the arcade. I once spent over £350 attempting to win a cuddly toy of the Pokemon Pikachu from the machine with the claw thing. It was a low, a real low. And then she found me. It was a typical Tuesday. Meet the Fockers. Lunchtime disappointment with the McDonald's Monopoly competition. Then off to feed coin after coin after coin into the House of Dead machine to blast away until I felt dizzy. Sonia tapped me on the shoulder. She asked if she could join me. I indicated with my gun that she should take her place beside me, and everything changed. Now, my Trocadero days were days of joy. We'd spend hours together, locked in digital fantasy, motorbike racing, racing 
terrorist hunting, pounding each other's virtual faces in. I've never been happier. I'd lose most of the games because I spent so much time sneaking glances at her. It wasn't her beauty, though. Sonia had a delicate, careful, deliberate grace about every single movement she made. I was captivated. Sometimes, after the games, we'd hold hands. Clammy. After three months... I was working up the courage to suggest that perhaps we could go somewhere that wasn't the Trocadero, but I didn't know how to break the ice. So I arrived one day to find a crowd gathered around the Dance Dance Revolution machine. A teenage boy was pounding out some moves in a way that was technically impressive. Ultimately, though, it was brash and ugly. Sonia watched him intently, occasionally shaking her head. When he'd finished, she looked at me and smiled sadly. Then she stepped up to the machine. I'd never seen anything like it, One Life Left. No one had. Her feet skipped across the control pad so effortlessly, her whole body contorting with elegance, faster and faster and faster. Her face remained calm, emotionless. I don't know how long it went on. It seemed like she'd danced for days. Then suddenly, it was over. She took a bow. She crumpled to the floor. I don't know why she did it. They don't even know how it was possible. Sonia had brittle bone syndrome, and her astonishing DDR performance had reduced every single bone in her body to a fine powder. They had to take her away in a special plastic box. I never did win that Pikachu toy. Love the show! All the best, Mick Rossiter. listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. In the background you can hear STAIRS by Beast Mode. That's in all caps, just like the song. STAIRS. STAIRS. Are they steps older brother? Uh, that's very good. It's uh, STAIRS spelled S-T-A-R-E-S though, so uh, it doesn't rubs. work. Sorry. Uh, we're a video game radio show. That's what we are. Uh, we talk about video games for an hour or so. We are now firmly into the second half hour and it's time to talk to Jane about what she does and where she's from. Jane, what do you do and where are you from? I am Section editor for GameSpot UK. Section editor for GameSpot UK. And isn't that your dream job? Yes. Always dreamed about being a section editor. I want to edit all of them sections. All of the sections. All of them. So what does that job entail, Jane? Uh, Well, we have a fairly small editorial team on the UK side for GameSpot, so it's a bit of everything, actually. We can't afford to uh, specialise, you know, each one taking reviews, previews, features. So you're a jack-of-all-trades and a master of of everything. Correct. And you do a podcast as well. We do have a podcast. It's Mm. not on the radio. Not on the radio. So the second tier of audio broadcasting. The poorer cousin of audio broadcasting. Poorer cousin. You don't have to say things like that. But you it's do. very, very. You do sort of <laughs> while you're while you're on our turf uh, podcast. So is it? I don't know about you, Anne, but I don't listen to other podcasts. No, Not that I, we're a podcast, but if we were, I wouldn't one. listen. No, exactly. Why would you? <laughs> You've heard it all before. I mean, literally. Uh, so to, is it basically like this? Very much like this. Maybe a little bit more professional not at all a little bit more knowledgeable uh, we have less music less music we have no music in fact fewer music yes fewer musics uh, and uh, a little more news but the same same otherwise feedbacks if you uh, could improve and news and i'm not saying that's possible what would you do any tips to be honest i'm taking notes over here i uh, see right answer right answer right but, answer but the actual answer is just take the writing away from me <laughs> full stop <laughs> So, um, so you must get a lot of people uh, writing to you and asking you how they can break into the games journalism industry. How, oh, wh- gosh. What is your answer? Well, quite often, actually, it's asking how to break into the games industry. Really? Um, not that they want to write about it, but they want to make games, and we are not at all qualified to tell you how to do that. Um, so how do you answer? Sort of see it. Well, I refer them to people who actually make games, I, I suppose. But as for getting into the, um, the journalism side of things, you always feel as if you've been unfeasibly lucky. So the advice is to be 
unfeasibly lucky. Uh, but also just, just to, to do what you love, to, to be blogging and not be terrible at blogging um, for when the time comes and you've got to uh, do an interview and put but of someone course, at it. sending presents to you doesn't hurt. Well, obviously, that's the first step. That's the first I step. I thought that went without saying. What's your favourite present? Well, obviously, anything edible is, is acceptable. Anything um, we edible? Will accept edible? That's things dangerous. Through. Well, safe for human consumption, shall okay, we say? Safe. Um, we accept all of, those, all of those kinds of gifts. Have you, um, I'm thinking back to my time um, as a journalist, thinking we occasionally would receive strange things in the post. Oh, yeah. Have you ever received anything peculiar? Um, they have also been edible things, I think. I think uh, really? my boss got a jar of capers not too long ago, and um, one of my colleagues got a chocolate bar. I was, uh, I was thinking back to um, PC Gamer um, back in the day, once ran a, com- ran, ran a competition to, uh, to scare them. Okay. They thought that was a really, really simple. They said, okay, uh, you what know, could possibly just, go just try and scare us. I guess it was for a scary game. I'll tell you what went wrong. Okay. Someone started sending the PC Gamer team photographs of them <laughs> just going around their pistols. <laughs> and they were, just, right? Just that's, big that's black and white entry. shots blown up. Incredible. Plain brown envelope. Um, and then sent them a pig's head in a, <gasps> in a box full of uh, those little styrofoam kind of bits. Just what did they win? Uh, they they, the they did. I can't remember. They did win the uh, win the competition. They were like, "Please, can you? You've won. <laughs> Just won stop firing us." And a restraining order. Won I did competition. think of something. Creepy. Person said. Uh, person said, "What competition?" <laughs> they didn't. Uh, we got we got sent uh, charcoal portraits. Charcoal yeah, portraits of our podcast host. That's nice. That's we should. Nice, yeah. We did actually get sent. So I don't know if you saw. We should put the an art that oh, was yeah. drawn up last. The fan art. Yeah. We'll put that up on the website um, later this evening. Yeah. I'll do that later this do evening. It. Okay, we're going to have um, an episode now of uh, Matt and Steve's amazing Pokemon Week, and then we'll be back after that for the reviews. And oh, don't you look lovely. Hello, Matt. How are you? Oh, hey, Steve. What's what's going on? Are you putting lipstick on a Bulbasaur? Yeah, I'm just tightening him up a bit. You know, not in a tasteful way, obviously. But it's uh, a skirt. Oh, yeah, it's just a little a little number. Yeah, it's fine. I'm, uh, it's, there's the competition that comes down. Uh, I've got all the other ones, uh, you know, the easy ones like strength and, you know, all those ones. I'm going for the kind of the pretty cute one now. So, uh, yeah, just thought I'd... Uh, the beauty competition. Yeah, the beauty competition. You know, they do all the different types of competitions. Uh, well, I'm, I'm doing the beauty one this week. I've, you know, all the other ones seem a bit pointless. I mean, strength, you might as well just fight them. That Squirtle's wearing yeah. a hat. Yeah, that's for the, I think, funny or cute. I don't know. I didn't really read the instructions that much. Um, but I think I've got a good chance. I mean, it's a good hat, isn't it? Charmander and a bra. It's funny. I mean, it's not. It's clearly not sexual. It's just a bit of fun. I think it's slightly perverse, if you ask well, me. Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I mean, you know, I can imagine you that Pokemon... And that Pokemon looks like it's ready for a night out on the town. No, well, who knows? I mean, come on, you've dressed up your Charizard up a little bit, haven't you? Well, sure, I've given it a decent pair of trousers to wear every yeah, now and you then, know, but that's treat it just, a bit. You get cold legs. Well, look, it's a level 25. I'm not tarting it around a bloody it's beauty It's a level 25 Bulbasaur. That's a level 18 Bulbasaur. It's not. It's a level 25 Can Bulbasaur. Can you prove that? Look, I don't need to prove it, all right? When I win the competition, that will be the proof... It's crying. The Bulbasaur's actually crying. No, it's not. No, I'll, I'll speak to you next week, Steve. It's I've got, I've got a lot running. to do. Steve, I've got a lot to do. Uh, I think if you could just leave for now, I'll, I'll see you after the competition. This is perverse. I think you just need to leave, Steve. It's One Life Left's review section in which we discuss the most pertinent video games to your playing habits, or basically what we've been playing this week. Anne? Yeah, I've been playing uh, Tiny Wings. Really? Yeah, it's cute. It's a new release, isn't it? Is it? No, it isn't. No, it's not. But it was very fashionable a couple of months ago, so if people are listening to the podcast of this show a couple of months ago, they will be very, very interested to hear what you think of Tiny Wings. Well, I was actually talking to a friend and he said, it's a brilliant game, so I was like, should probably play it then. Mm. It's a brilliant game. Yeah, you should. Um, It's a brilliant game. Uh, You're a little bird. You've got tiny wings, and you use hills to uh, get up in the air. Okay. Um... And, and you collect, like, coins and stuff and go from island to island before the sun sets. It's well, very sounds romantic. It is quite romantic. Okay. Um, yeah, it's good. It's fun. It's easy to play. Uh, controls are super easy. You just press the screen when you want the bird to go down. Do you have to press it with any particular part of your hand or body? Um, I only use my forefinger, but I assume you could use any other finger or any other... 
uh, like bit of your body, maybe a nose. Maybe a, a nose. But then you probably couldn't see the screen very well. Interesting. Mm. Maybe you could though with your wonky yeah. eyes. Actually, I could probably be do quite well. Mm. So um, you enjoyed it then? Yeah, it's totally good. Seven cool. out of ten. You should play a thousand heroes if you like that. You should get in the One Life Left League, which is continuing. And after a brief period of not being the best, I'm back being the best. Good. Great. Jane. Yes, what I am. What have you been playing? Playing Quiz Climber at the moment on Quiz my Quiz Climber by our friends at Relentless. Right. Mm. Correct. Yes, yeah, so it is, for someone who hasn't played it already, a pub quiz style trivia game uh, in which you are a squirrel and you ascend the branches of a tree by answering pub quiz type questions correctly. Ah, okay. And it's got Facebook integrations, so your friends appear as squirrels on the tree and you pass them as you beat their scores. Right, so I, I have a friend who was playing this who was complaining that oh. uh, it's constantly pestering your Facebook friends. I mean, you yeah, have to me, let it. Yeah, I reviewed this last week. That was my review. All oh, right. I wish it would shut up with Facebook. Oh, but right. it, so I didn't know that your friends become squirrels. Yes, that's super cool. Yes, um, I haven't. I, I haven't been badgered or been badgering people, so I must have asked it not to do something at some point. Oh, it just I keeps saying unless problem. you let it uh, open you up to Facebook every single time you finish a round. It says, "Go on Facebook now. Do you want to link oh, up right. to Facebook?" Yeah, uh, I yeah. Find that annoying. Oh, that is annoying. Yeah. Um, it does let you when you when you finish the game and finally failed and, and answered a question wrong, you can then badger people who you've beaten so if if you've done better than their score you can let them know every time you do it and it's a game based on microtransactions isn't it so you can buy uh, you can buy lifelines lifelines, which is cheeky but you can only use one lifeline per round per game I see I see so you can cheat a little bit (laughs) with money cheat with money that's that's the best kind of cheating isn't it uh, so you're enjoying it? I am enjoying it. Okay, that's good. Seven out of ten? Yeah. Was that the Fair. same? Was that, I think that's, yeah. Was that what you gave it? Approximately. 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 Okay, good. Uh, interesting to see it's One Life Left Metacritic. Yeah. Someone's what, got to ask me. What have you been playing, Steve? I've been playing OMGZ, or uh, as I called it for a week before I got the joke, OMGZ. Oh. Um, it is a zombie shooter on PSN. It's a PSP mini type game. And it's free on PSN Plus at the moment, which is why I downloaded it at the start of the month, as I do get excited. It's like Christmas morning every month for us PSN Plus users. Uh, You get free games and all that sort of stuff. I'm quite enjoying PSN Plus, uh, because it's leading me to games like OMGZ, which I think is brilliant. What do you do in it? Single screen, um, sniper-style view of hordes of zombies. You shoot one, and they cause chain reactions of other zombies exploding. Your, your objective is to clear the screen of zombies in as few shots as possible. Uh, really, really simple puzzle-style mechanic, and really, really compulsive. There's an outrun-style grid that you've got to try and get platinum medals in all of them, and I've done that. 81 levels. Wow. What am I doing with my life? Um, nobody knows. Um, is it worth the free price tag? It is absolutely worth the free price tag. At the end of it, though, having got platinum in everything, yeah. it didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> it just sat there. That's the end. And it did give me a little bit of an existential crisis. Uh, I did just sit there and think, well, there we go. But I did sort of enjoy it on the way there. I totally recommend it, particularly for free. It's born for a, a, an iPad or iPod conversion. I would expect to see something like that as well soon. Good so, uh, 7 out of 10, I think. Uh, another another sort of show of good games, I think, generally. Yeah, I think so. Thing. But we actually have... Um, have some expert advice now on the, or for all game designers listening. Yeah. If you want to make a game that scores better than those games... You should listen to this. My name's Ella and I'm five and I'm going to be making an an adventure game. Well, this is a special game. I haven't come up for a name yet. It's a bit like Zelda Ocarina of Time. There's three things to fight. First, you fight a little mini dragon to test your skills. And a dragon might flame out of the ground, and there's a big fire you have to fight, and there's flames on the floor. Before you can even get to it, you need to find this special song maker, but the dragon is angry when you do it, so then you have to fight the dragon and throw floorboards at you. You also get an ocarina. There's three ocarinas, but you only have two at the start, because there's one temple and you also have a slingshot and a 
special sword, the master sword, to rescue a fiery friend. to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, the best radio station in the world. It is the best. It's definitely the best. We scientifically checked that, didn't we, with yeah. charts and graphs. We were surprised, as surprised as you. Yeah. Radio 1 did not do very well at all. Hmm. Quite far down. Yeah. Resonance FM, brilliant. We talk about video games, and we've been talking about video games for the last 52 minutes or so. Uh, excuse a few technical problems. Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Really sorry about that. Um, but we have had a good time, I think. I think we've had a lovely time. Me too. Jane, have you had a nice time? I have. Thanks oh. for having me. Oh, thank you very, very much for being here. I was going to tell you what this piece of music is, but I'm having trouble finding the playlist. I so. think it's just a lovely, lovely piece of music, Steve. Well done. Excellent choices this week again. Uh, excellent choices. Oh, I can tell you. Uh, it was... Into the Sun by Infrared Riding Hood, again from 8-Bit Collective. So. So. Nottingham. Yes. Fast approaching. It is. Uh, we are still doing preparations for that. One line left is going to be our karaoke night. We are rewriting the lyrics to uh, songs. You can find those songs for your, uh, for your inspiration, and perhaps you can help us on the One Life Left website. Delirium Wartner has helped us by rewriting the lyrics to Hotel California. So that will be up there on stage. You will be able to hear one of us, or maybe one of you, singing that if you go to Nottingham Game City. It'll be on the Friday night of Nottingham Game City. What date is that? That is the 20... I want to say 9th. So, say 9th. It's on the Saturday around then. It's the day after Britney. We said that last week. Um, So, yeah, um, it says, I've I've played Tetris and Halo. Even Sonic and Friends. I've played a lot of pretty, pretty games. My consoles are next gens. Now they dance in my memory. Games I cannot forget. Now I top all the scoreboards. I'm a pro gaming vet. And so on and so on. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant stuff. If you want to do that, you can email... Team at onelifteft.com uh, I think it's time to close the show now, Anne. So I think it is. I will do that. A little bit of music. Uh, thank you so much for listening today. 
Yes. Not you. No, I'm, I have been listening. Have you? Mm, about 50 On and off. Uh, thank you so much to our live listeners. Thank you for all our tweets and emails and contributions. Generally, thank you to all of our feature contributors, including Matt and Steve, Ella, Derek. No, no Derek called us an ink and poop. No. Shut up, Derek. Yeah. And thanks to the D Inverts for being brilliant once more. Thank you most of all to Jane. Yes, thank you so much. You're welcome. And we will be back next week, won't we? Yeah, we will. And what's our uh, letters section question for next week? Letters section is, what game would you give to someone to introduce them to the world of gaming? So write in with your answer to that, and maybe, if you're lucky, we will read out your letter. Uh, Thanks again for listening. We have super, super enjoyed it again. Sorry about the technical problems. That was resolutely our fault. Yeah. Sort of. Let's let's be the bigger people let's and say it was our fault. Let's take it. Stay tuned for Resonance. They have got something very very special coming up now. Uh, not now, obviously. Imminently. Uh, until then, give it a couple of minutes. We'll see you in a week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs>